Um, I didn't write the book on manufacturing consent. Uh, that was the great Noam Chomsky. And, you know, I know that we live in the, you know, it's better than nothing uh, world uh, in the United Corporations of America. But the shit that I am watching, and I already demonetized us five seconds in, uh, the shit that I am watching <laughs> is you know, just unseemly. It is unseemly, the sales job that CNN, MSNBC, Biden, the rest of the corporate gang are pushing uh, for, frankly, I mean, yes, technically better than nothing, but really a Band-Aid to a grave, grave economic gunshot wound. So we're going to get to that. But I think the reason that we have the gross income inequality that we have, which is just a fancy, is a, is a vaguer term for grand larceny, our money being stolen for the last 40 years is because we've allowed the media, the Democratic Party, the Republican Party to feed us that the only thing that's possible is what we just got, which was 1.9 trillion. And we'll go through the list of what you get and all that. I think the child tax credit is good. I mean, a $1,400 check is better than nothing. But when I saw President Biden go out today in his very short speech, remind you, all of his speeches seem short. Um, I got to tell you, to me, it, it, it's not even gaslighting. It's completely just lying about what they're giving you. Um, I want to play just a short snippet, if you'll allow me, Steve, from Go Biden and this, this talk today, because they're trying to do a sales job. They think the problem with Obama's stimulus, which was another Band-Aid for a gunshot wound, they think it's just that we didn't sell it hard enough. So now Biden... Vice President Harris, they're going around town, you know, extolling how great this is. I want to play this and get your thoughts. And introduce another gifted manager to coordinate our implementation of the American Rescue Plan, Gene Sperling. Make a difference in people's everyday lives. We're just getting started. By the time all the money is distributed, 85% of American households will have gotten a $1,400 rescue checks. To give more, to give one more example, for the average family of two parents and two children making a combined income of $110,000 a year, that's going to add $5,600 for them. $5,600 they'll get. And the plan does a lot more. It extends unemployment insurance for the 11 million Americans unemployed and any who will be unemployed in the near term. It'll help hundreds of thousands of small businesses keep their doors open. And it provides food and nutrition help for the millions of families. All right. So I can't listen to any more of that. But you get the <laughs> point. You get the point. I don't know if you heard it, Steve. But no, I heard it. He calls $1,400 a rescue. Calls $1,400 a rescue. And I already know what I'm going to get because I've seen it on Twitter. Well, Jordan, would you rather not have had it? Well, yeah. obviously, you'd rather have something than nothing. But I don't know, Steve. You know, you're not rich. You've, you've had some economic issues. You just had a pretty hefty hospitalization for COVID. Luckily, you're okay. Are you being rescued by $1,400? Are yeah, you being like, rescued by $300 a week? Are you being rescued the child tax credit? You know, temporary. It, it's a good thing. But if you're that $10,000 or upwards behind on your rent, if you're thousands of dollars behind, whether it be student loans, utilities bill, utility bills, you know, whatever it is, uh, loans for your small businesses, 
it, it's almost insulting that they are trying to sell a $1,400 check, which in large cities in this country does not even meet your rent. Who's being rescued by this? Uh, the Democratic Party thinks they're rescuing themselves with this. Um, you know, I, it's it's tough for me because I come from the MMT background. So I watch people are trying to advise campaign uh, with MMT in mind, and they're going up against a snake pit of neoliberalism. I mean, they are going up against the establishment in there. I mean, Biden is the establishment. He is as establishment as they come. So if you look at it purely from what you would expect from Biden or Obama or any of these other establishment centrist type Democrats, I, I don't. I think centrist is kind of a, or I think they're wing. Um, but if you look at the history, this 1.9 trillion for the people looks like a windfall for us, right? Because Obama during the great financial crisis only gave us 800 billion. Okay. And that's why it took 10 years to, to even eke out of the recession. I don't even know that we ever really did, uh, to be fair. But now, you know, the, the people that I uh, talk to, if I, if I can take a more establishment, I'm hired, I'm using perspective, I'm not, but I'm going to take that perspective. This is better than nothing. This is significantly better than nothing. This is a huge, uh, you know, blowing out of the doors of the minds of the deficit hawks that clearly we can do this. Um, so in that sense, if, you, if you're looking for a victory, the victory is just in changing perceptions, right? Moving the Overton window away from austerity and more towards spending money. That's that's the Pollyanna. I'm trying to sell this thing. There's your your silver lining. But in reality, we have been out of commission for a year. All of us have been out of commission for a year uh, to some degree. Some people have made out because they didn't have to travel and they kept their jobs and everything was hunky dory. And that's fine. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, there's no award for who suffered the most. But the flip side to that is, is that they know they know inherently that in order to keep the economy alive, they have to pump money into it because it, the, the economy was shut down. And this really isn't near enough going to mainstream America. And, and you notice that 85% number that they threw out there, that leaves a millions of people without relief. Millions of people are still without a penny. And, and you know, each of these bills is baked in with poison pills, like, hey, if you're in arrears on child support, you're just literally throwing a couple dollars out there. It didn't change any of the structural issues. In Pennsylvania right now, they're already paving the way to start closing down on utility bills. Utilities that have been out, they're starting to allow them to do shutoffs again. So we're getting to the point now where all those pain and suffering that we kind of forgot about for five minutes yesterday are about to come forward today and really hit us. So in my opinion, this is a slap in the face to everyone. I understand why some of the people that are trying to change the narrative are making it a, hey, look what we did. Biden's so great. It is really, honestly, a, a, a very, very privileged position to take for people that otherwise probably don't need the checks themselves. The people that really do need the checks, they're still drowning. They still have overwhelming debt, overwhelming student debt, overwhelming mortgage debt, overwhelming just at life in general. Nothing has really fundamentally changed. As Joe Biden said, he has come through in spades in that sense. So I, I really do think this is a huge slap in the face. I know there are people out there telling me, hey, Steve, calm down. But just now, a friend knowing I was coming on your program 
forward me an article saying that Biden is preparing for the largest hike since 1993 on federal taxes to pay for this, which is, we know, bull. So I'll be interested in seeing the, the dispersion or the way that is laid out, whether it's going for taxes on the wealthy, whether it's going for taxes on CEOs and stuff like that, or whether it's like you got to eat your peas and spread the wealth. So that's that's my greatest concern now. A few things to what you said, and I literally just jacked this from Jimmy Dore. Um, so thank you, Jimmy. Uh, I'm crediting him. I don't know where he got it from, but it looks legit to me. So this is literally a list of what every other country, not every other country, but a lot of other countries have done for their citizens uh, during COVID. Germany, 87% of one salary the German government gave. Uh, Canada, $2,000 a month to the unemployed. Japan, $950 a month for the duration. UK, 87, 85% of wages for the duration. Sweden, 90% of wages for the duration. South Korea, 70% or more of wages for the duration. Australia, uh, $750 a month uh, to low income uh, earners for the duration. Netherlands, 90% of wage costs to businesses for the duration. Singapore, $422 per adult for the duration. Um, that's that's per month. Uh, Maui, $50 a month. Obviously not great. Uh, Malaysia, $140 a month. <laughs> the USA, per month we're talking, nothing. So Germany, Canada, Japan, UK, Sweden, I mean, Australia. You're talking... Uh, uh, not uh, not amazing, but significant funds per month, not in one time or two time checks. Um, and these countries are far and away, far and away in worse shape than the United Corporations of America. Yet somehow. And by the way, this is not just a democratic thing. Somehow this is presented as uh, I'm hearing terms of rescue checks, survival checks. I've even heard it from so-called progressives. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, call AOC and the rest Lucifer. Uh, I think they, in their heart, are for a lot of the policies we're for. But at the end of the day, I mean, I watched the video AOC did. It was one of these, like, now this news viral short videos, making this out to be the New Deal or close enough to the New Deal. Steve, I mean, I just read you the list, and... I don't know what they're talking about. $1,400. I mean, God bless. Uh, you know, I don't want to make people think I'm struggling. I'm not. Uh, you know, my wife does okay. And I'm not, you know, rolling in it like a Rockefeller through status quo. But I'm, you know, I'm living. I'm eating. I'm not dying. But, you know, I, I just look at, I know $1,400 wouldn't even cover my rent for the last 15 years. $1,400 would not, would not cost the shit. You know, I recently moved. I, I, I have $1,400 every month and we're fighting in this house that's wrong, if not more than that. And then you look at the unemployment a month that they even allowed it to be struck from $400 to $300 because of President Manchin. $400 a week was a f-ing insult. But President Manchin speaks and we must cower. The progressives won't even fight him. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Bernie. The progressives won't fight Joe Manchin. How are you going to force Joe Biden to do anything if you won't open your mouth? Uh, Then I look at the child tax credit. Steve, I've heard not one news anchor 
other than, you know, slobbering over Joe Biden with this talking point, it's going to cut child poverty in half. I have not heard one of them ask, why do we have such significant child poverty? Why do we need to cut child poverty in half? Why is the wealthiest country on earth littered with people economically dying and children starving before the pandemic? Steve, I mean, yeah, better than nothing, sure. But we're never going to get better than nothing if nothing is presented as the New Deal. No, you're right. Absolutely. If you watch John Oliver's recent post about this, it was disgusting. He went through an entire thing. And it's basically, did you think the Republican view more back line? Like it's got nothing to do with the Republicans, you asshole. But that's what they said, right? They said that the reason why they were delaying these things, the reason why they were trying to negotiate was because they wanted to have a bipartisan agreement. So they pushed a lot of stuff that progressives wanted off the table and still didn't get a single Republican vote, not a single one. And so we're sitting here basically in a, there's going to be a lot of people that did just fine. And most of them are the rentier class that had been waiting to collect their checks for an awful long time. They gave just enough money to fatten them. But you realize that the average person, those checks are just going to be a pass through. They're not even going to get to eat, enjoy it. They're not going to do anything other than simply hand it off to their, their lord or to bill collector, probably took out 30% loans, 30% interest rate loans during this time, and probably are paying off just the interest off the loans they took out to survive if they were even able to get loans. And I mean, I'm hit up every single day with predatory lenders. So this is a, there's a couple things. They wanted to give the appearance that they solved something. And they also wanted to make sure that their the rentier class and the investment class got theirs as well. The, this is nowhere near enough for Jane and Joe uh, Q public as zero. And the thing that really bothers me, and you know, I'm not trying to mimic Jimmy Dore. I love Jimmy Dore, but he's one of, you know, he's, <laughs> there's no, there's no knockoff. He, he's the real deal. However, I, st- I, I'm thinking to myself, you know, progressives, you know, I, I didn't knock on doors or volunteer because that would be a conflict of interest, but I certainly gave a lot of airtime to these campaigns and these candidates I, inter- I remember I interviewed AOC before she was anything. The, the thing that really I find puzzling, Steve, is I see Bernie talking this language about how great this is. I see AOC. I, I see all of them. And even Ilhan Omar, who I like, she was on with CNN. She wouldn't even publicly criticize Joe Biden. So it's like, I'm not asking for these things. And I don't think you're asking for these things to like satisfy our righteous anger. I mean, I don't need my anger satisfied. What I'm asking for is put up a little fight here, because if you put up a little fight, I mean, David Sroda made the point. I don't think $11 is enough by any means for minimum wage. I think that's ridiculous. But what the Demo- what progressives basically did is they just folded the tent. They didn't even fight for any minimum wage increase. They just said, oh, well, we don't want to hold up the bill here. So, you know, we just we can't get the $15 minimum wage in here. When Manchin was on the record saying he was for $11. So you could have held his head. You could have for you could have held him hostage and held this whole thing hostage for at least $12 an hour. Is that enough? No, it's not. But you could have fought for something because as it stands now, unless you're an idiot, you're not getting $15 minimum wage in the next four years. It's not happening, folks. I don't even know if Biden's going to make it through a full term. I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, look, I mean, are you watching these press conferences? 
Do you think there's a reason he's not holding press conferences when he makes a speech? It's two minutes. I mean, come on. So I got to ask you, Steve, I know you can't be a fly on the wall in a meeting <laughs> with the squad, but what are the, what is the purpose? Because I'm seeing AOC. Uh, and again, I'm not trying to pick on her in, in specific, but she's the most public of them all. She's the one who does all the videos and all this. So, you know, First, she tried to pass a paygo exemption as some type of New Deal policy. And now she did a video on, um, I think it was one of these now, now this news viral videos that was trying to make it seem like, oh, you know, we didn't get the $15 minimum wage, but we did push back and we got the first $10,000 in unemployment benefits tax free. Like that's the giant victory you're delivering here. If that's what we're getting. I mean, yeah, great. We don't have to pay taxes on the first 10000 but you're still barely getting enough unemployment to live. That's $300 a week. That's $1,200 a month. You can't live off of that with no. a $1,400 check. Not a chance. I don't even know if I have a question. The floor is yours. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things I'm going to say is, you know, I, I, I have a need to take the punch and punch down for a second. The air cover that a lot of Twitter activists and other left progressive activists gave not only against force the vote, um, but for not pushing these things, uh, like like forcing them to really stand their ground and, and do a Joe Manchin, is is appalling. And and you know I, I watch and I see the maternal and paternal behavior for the squad. Somehow or another, they think by shaming people that are agitating and fighting for better, they're going to somehow or another bring about a better deal, which is a just a crock. And so my message to those that defend them when people are saying, hey, guys, we want better. Why would you defend a politician when I can't eat? Why would you support a politician? It's, it's like you're choosing. You shut up and suffer a little quieter over there because these guys are playing chess. Remember, they're, they're smart. They're, well, they don't have enough power. It's always an excuse. But it's like it, the, the answer is always to shut the person down that is fighting for better. And I find it to be utterly shameful, those that did that. And, and I mean this, I, it really appalled me to no end. Now, you want to complain about tone and stuff like that? God, if you're really reduced yourself to a tone police, check yourself, right? That's really the, the, the language of privilege talking right there. So there's a lot of... I don't even think it's about tone. I think it's just about common sense. Honestly, at the end of the day, we all know, and these progressive politicians know, you basically have three to four months in a new presidency to get the flagship stuff done. After that, in this polarized climate, the other party is going to shut down. And you have in your own party, President Manchin, who says now I'm not doing anything else unless we have Republican votes. Absolutely. So this was the time. This was the main window to get anything. And the thing that I find striking and let's name some names here, Steve. Let's have sure. some, shall we? Jank. Oh. You know, I'm not fond of for other reasons, but let's just talk on this. You know, I don't think Jimmy Dore is a god. I actually think a lot of people don't like when I say it. I, I don't think he went about it the right way. Uh, yes, on tone. I, I don't think calling AOC and the rest of them Lucifer and this and that. Generally, I don't think that's going to get you what you want. However, not. <laughs> I think force the vote was right. But it was very clear. And I said it at the time, Steve. I mean, if Jank came up with this idea, Sam Cedar and, and the rest of these people would be lining up like ducks in a row. Like you and didn't believe. All, all of a sudden, I mean, I've been off for a little while because I haven't been feeling well, but uh, not not COVID, thank God. But all of a sudden, I see Jank do this video. Oh, tough love. Burning bridges. <laughs> yeah, tough love for the progressives here. <laughs> you cannot get what you want unless you're willing to uh, block a bill. 
Well, isn't that the whole thing that was going on with force the vote, which they said was like childish, you know, narcissistic minutia? He literally was advocating for force the vote. And obviously, Jank, whatever I think about him, you know, we're not getting what we want on on, on if Jank Uger pushes for it or not. <laughs> the point is, but the point is, um, all of a sudden, these people who were on it actually fighting in January, all of a sudden are saying, why aren't you fighting? Well, where is the consistency? And I will tell you, because I happen to know a little bit about human psychology, AOC is subject to public pressure on Twitter. All of these people are. They love the adulation and they don't like criticism as AOC has shown. And that's fine. They're politicians. They're, you know, everybody's got some insecurities and they don't like being criticized. But what I don't understand is this was the only window you had to actually force him left because he could you can't Biden couldn't just say, all right, well, we're not going to pass anything. That, that's not possible. Politically, it's not possible. He had to get something through. So the only leverage you have, you squander. Essentially, because you're afraid you were going to be hammered in the media if you block this bill, essentially, because you're good people and didn't want to delay the pain. But the thing is, you are only delaying the pain. What you, what what this bill does, I, I, I'd like to know what you think. It, it is a Band-Aid. This child tax credit is a year. If they made it permanent, I would credit Biden. They're not going to do that because their donors won't let them. This unemployment, if you're lucky enough to get it, because we know the unemployment system is a bureaucratic nightmare, is $300 a week. That's $1,200 a month, Band-Aid to a gunshot wound. $1,400 check. I've already seen people all over Twitter and elsewhere saying it's already spent. So what are what else are we going to getting? What else are we getting in the next four years? I, I'd love to know because the way I look at it, progressives, including Bernie, just squandered their only opportunity to get anything. And I'm seeing Bernie, instead of fighting Manchin, fighting Biden, doing what he said, and, and I'm an old school OG Bernie guy. I appreciate what he did for this movement. But, you know, what have you done for me lately is the question. You're an elected senator and you can't just live off of what you did in the past. He's sitting here, you know, wanting to do hearings and invite Jeff Bezos in. That would be great. But what did you do when you had an opportunity? Bernie could have blocked this bill himself. AOC, Roe, Perilla, Jayapal, Ilhan Omar, Jamal Bowman, Cori Bush, all these people who are trying to sell this lie that this is sufficient. They could have blocked it very easily. Very easily. Yep. And they didn't. And I just, for the life of me, Steve, I don't understand why. I really don't. All I can say is, is that we keep looking the electoral process to solve our problems. And I have seen no evidence whatsoever that we're going to solve our problems. I, I mean, people want to start phone banking. Let's organize. Let, let's go door knocking. Let's do these things. Well, why don't you go organize and door knock for mutual aid so we can actually do direct action to really put pressure on them? See, I, it's amazing to me that mo there's so many people that are within this movement that genuinely believe that the only form of activism available to us is voting, carrying a sign, wearing a hat and taking a selfie. And that's about the only kind of activism. A lot of them believe in, they don't believe in actually blocking traffic. They don't believe in a, a targeted strike, like a stop getting the truckers and the train, um, you know, and airlines and stuff to go on trigger longshoremen blocking shipments, blocking, you know, in, 
important stuff to get the word out. They don't believe it. They, they, they think that's too hard. And so we've got to change the way they think about things. You know, the, the money is only about a small part of this. It, it really comes down to, is our government captured? And if we have to get money out of politics, that's, a, that's kind of a, a, almost like a, a foggy term. It, it's like, well, what does that really mean? Are, are we going to stop paying for political ads? Are we go, or is it that people can't donate to campaigns? Or is it corporations can't donate to campaigns? Or what, what does that even mean? It, it, it's almost like just poppycock. What are you actually doing for us today? And each one of them, each one of them had a chance, like you said, to stand up for people. And they chose instead to sell us a turd sandwich. And I keep hearing these talking points, Steve. You know, a family of four, this and that, it's going to get uh, $5,000 or $7,000. Well, how much have they lost? How much have they lost in the last year? I mean, you know, CNN, let me, you know, for those of you with high blood pressure, turn away. But let me play you this clip. I had Eva, who's uh, a great great uh, journalist out in LA. She's helping us out uh, lately with editing clips and things like that. We'll, we'll intro you to her soon. She cut this clip. I mean, look at CNN slobbering all over this imbecile. Hold on. One of the lessons from the Obama years was that you don't get credit for safety net responses that are either too clunky or slow for the public to use. I'm thinking things like the anti-foreclosure programs or ones that are too invisible for people to notice. I'm thinking things like the uh, payroll tax cut that was passed uh, under, under Obama. Biden wants credit. He wants people to know, both in the middle class, people who are lower income, that help is on the way, the help is coming from him, um, and they want them to be aware um, of, of the great whole of government effort that is being done on their behalf. This is about creating a well-oiled machine, making sure that the implementation is there, but also making sure that that machine is very visible. And that was his goal today, was telling people, this is what's in the bill. I'm going to enumerate all of the ways that we are helping you. We're going to get them out speedily, swiftly, I promise. You know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see whether that happens. And there will be minimal waste, fraud, and abuse. He's, he's tr also trying to sort of defensively protect himself against the usual Republican attacks about a major stimulus package like this. And, and I wonder, uh, Gloria, you know, for folks who are getting these checks, mm -hmm. you know, you have you have like, let's say, a single mom, two kids. This is a lot of money <laughs> that just went into their bank account. It is you can't miss it. I mean, this is a chunk of change. And it seems like he's capitalizing on this moment, which is the thousands of dollars going to families. Well, this is about government working for you. This is not about government being the deep state, uh, government hiding things from you, government not telling you the truth, which is we heard a lot of that over the last four years. Steve, am I in the twilight zone? And I know I'm going to be attacked in Jordan. You'll never be happy with anything. Wait a second here. Wait a second. Let's let's do the math. OK, fourteen hundred dollars. Right. One check. Twelve hundred dollars a month if you're lucky enough to get it, because we know unemployment is a bureaucratic mess. I've tried to get unemployment years ago. It did not. It was not a quick thing. Twelve hundred dollars a month from unemployment. Uh, child tax credit. Thirty six hundred dollars for kids under six. So let's say if you're lucky enough, Steve, for all of those things and you get, I don't know, seven, eight grand. Oh, excuse me. No, with the unemployment, significantly more than that. But what I want to know when they say a significant chunk of change, when they say government working for you, 
what happens, you know, what is that musical chairs? What, what happens when the music stops? What happens when the pandemic is declared over and that money didn't cover how much money you've lost? I'm so glad you said there, this one second. There's not a mention, not a mention by any of these charts that there's no eviction. There's no eviction protections. None. Uh, as far as I know, this bill does not extend a national eviction moratorium. Biden himself in the town hall that he did with CNN, which was another slobbering love affair, uh, said temporarily stops foreclosures. So he's basically telling you we're going to have a foreclosure crisis. I mean, I could go on, but they're, they're, they're dressing this up as if it's some new deal when it is literally the bare minimum for a gaping gunshot, not to mention – Yes, I'm picking on AOC here. I don't have the video. She did an AO, she did a now this news clip extolling that you're not going to have to pay for your Cobra. As if that's enough Horrible. that this bill is giving, I think, 56 billion in subsidies to Cobra, which taken from me, who was on it for two years, is the biggest scam in America. Am I being too harsh, Steve? No, not at all. And I want to I want to jump into two things real quick. Number one, there is a rotating villain scenario that the democrats use every single time to make it so that these bills won't pass you get the champion screaming i want to you know we're gonna do and stuff like this and then you've got cory booker who randomly comes up and says hey we're gonna block the cheaper pharmaceuticals you remember that and then we go the next guy hey it's mansion this time the next time it'll be nancy pelosi next time it'll be schumer and then maybe it'll be some other person has some rando uh, complaint about it. And what they do is they purposely give this appearance, the very appearance, and it's it's a rotating villain. It's not the same villain every time. And so if it was the same villain every time, you could target them and get them. But no, they rotate it. So it looks like they're fighting for you. But but for that one senator, but for that one you know congressman, we couldn't do it. So there's that. The other thing that's really important here is we keep talking about giving people money. This is the reason why a UBI is a bad deal. We should be canceling debt. There should be a debt jubilee because there is no such thing as the debt tidal wave coming later. Hey, here's your money. Why didn't you take care of your debt? You should have done better, you pores. You know what I mean? This is one of those things where in if you're actually trying to solve the problem, you provide student debt cancellation. You provide uh, uh, mortgage, uh, literally wiping out the mortgage, wiping it out so it doesn't pile up. There's no leveraging that. It doesn't come back later. It's not like something you got to refinance. It's gone. And that right there is easily achieved by this government, but it chose instead to put the burden of the economy on the people. And that is why those who are lauding this, I say, shame on you. Shame on you, AOC. Shame on you, Ilian Omar. Shame on you, every one of them, Pramila, Jayapa, all of them. Shame on you for okaying this. This is this is all theater. For people that think money is the answer, it's not. Because what happens when that money dries up? They're back to 30% interest rates on credit cards. They're back to private debt. They're back to fa fattening Wall Street and private shadow banks, all the other stuff. These payday lending, all of these bad actors are just licking their chops, waiting waiting for us to fall through the cracks so that they can raise GDP. You know, their sales raise GDP. Every time one of these parasite day, day traders and, and all the, the, um, the freaking um, debtors, these horrible predatory lenders, their bonuses, their bet, their, their income actually serves to boost GDP. That's why you hear people, well, GDP is up. 
GDP. GDP is if we have a disaster and it wipes out all of Texas, all of a sudden we rebuild Texas. That's GDP. That's not anything great. I mean, the, the, the ridiculousness of thinking that giving people money is the answer when in reality it's the public services they need because those you're always going to need health care. It is also the debts that you incur that never go away. These private debt traps keep you in perpetuity. It, you, you almost have to give up your life to get out of them. And, and for those people that are not paying attention to the private debt trap, we have a great Emma Katerine podcast on my show, Macro and Cheese. Please look it up. It's worth your time. Um, Emma really is a, a legal mind, a great legal scholar, great smart lady, and she's a DSA type organizer. She, she gets this stuff. And, and quite frankly, when she came on my show, she told me flat out, this is always the USA's business model. This is the business model. This is why they cut those checks so small, because they know that they've got to keep those guys in business too. They don't want payday lenders to go out of business. They don't want these credit card companies to go out of business. They want you and I to be in debt to them. And that right there, my friend, is why these, these income, and they're nothing but gimmicks. They're gimmicks. Just like you said, it's a Band-Aid on a heart attack. And if you don't believe me, trust me, folks, I don't do much anything else anymore other than focus on the economy. And these are things that if you dig in and you think about, what, wouldn't it be better to wipe out that $1,000 a month uh, student debt payment or that $500 a month uh, you know, refinancing loan that you got at 35% because you couldn't afford to pay your bills? That's, that's real relief. A debt jubilee is real relief. A couple dollars thrown at you, it's not real relief. That might be a second that makes people look good, but it's not real substantive relief. Please trust me on this. Well, there's also another element here. This isn't sexy enough to fit into CNN's <laughs> narrative. Uh, that $1,400 check they sent you can actually be seized by creditors. Yep. That $1,400 check they sent you is subject to being seized, just like the original, um, what was it? The CARES Act or whatever they called it. Mm -hmm. uh, debt collectors can take that $1,400 check. I mean, that, that's, that's happening as we speak. Uh, there's not a mention of any of that. And the thing that I find so crazy about this, okay? And again, at a certain point, yeah, I have to blame the progressives in the Senate and the House. We say, I say I don't bother covering the Republicans because it ain't breaking news that they're corrupt and awful, okay? And I say I cover the Democratic Party because they're at least verbally and, and uh, uh, articulating that they represent working people. Well, the same thing could be said for progressives. So it doesn't matter to me if you believe the same things, I believe, if you're not going to fight to actually get those things done. And the problem is, you know, if you remember AOC, the reason she said she was against force the vote is because mumbo jumbo, blah, 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 uh, $15 minimum wage, that's doable in the first 100 days. She said that. $15, why not fight for the things that are doable within the first 100 days? $15 minimum wage. Or... Uh, I forget the other thing she said, but something along those lines. Well, you didn't. You didn't fight for it. You want to know something? Worst thing that happens, worst thing that happens is Bernie, uh, the squad, plus, you know, the new members of the squad, Bowman, Corey Bush, the rest of them, Mondaire Jones, they blocked the bill for a week. Do you, the, just the value on the national media attention on that, on the fact that how much should the minimum wage be? If it was indexed towards inflation 
three decades ago. Uh, where has where has minimum wage been increased and what has happened? Nothing. It's actually helped most cities that it was increased. But they weren't even willing to do that. And, and the thing that I find so struggling is it's just this old record spinning over and over. I don't want to stop it. I don't want to group Nina Turner in with these folks. But at the end of the day, at a certain point, everyone's get, I'm going to get jaded. Everyone's going to get jaded. Well, I love Nina Turner. I'm 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 not picking on her. I'm just talking about she's the most, you know, imminent candidate. At a certain point, I fought like hell to volunteer for AOC. Not me, but I'm talking for the people. I fought like hell to knock on doors for her or give money that I didn't have for her and Bernie and the rest. And I know that they believe these things, but if they're not going to get in there and like play hardball, then why am I going to continue working? On my free time from two jobs to organize, to knock on doors, to do this, that, and the other thing, if when they do have numbers to block things, they won't do it. Because let me tell you something. Joe Manchin had zero problem torpedoing this whole thing. He would have. Okay? Kristen Cinema, who, you know, apparently is right out of that movie Clueless from the 90s with her <laughs> fucking escapades that she then has the temerity to cry sexism. Uh, these people have no shame and no problem doing it. And the media actually would cheer them on if they did that. 